thing for a while Been in this thing for a while You don't even know my pain You can't even match my style You don't even know this game Been in this thing for a while yeah, yeah, yeah. Been in this thing for a while Been in this thing for a while Yeah Yeah You already know why you are here. Bookworms, co-authors, everybody, man, we appreciate you guys tapping back into the bookstore. This is another week in the books. I'm here with my illustrious co-host, Mo3. Mo, how you doing, brother? <laughs> I'm doing good. Mo3 ain't the one. That ain't rest it. In, that well, ain't rest it. in peace. Oh, that is, yeah. I forgot about Mo3. But I get the sentiment, and I appreciate that, man. Uh, blast me, but never ask me to live a lie. Am I wrong? Because I want to <laughs> get it on till I die. I'm back, man. We back. Yes, sir. Well, we're glad to be back, man. And we got some nice things on the docket for you this week. Mo took the liberty again doing the current events, man. So oh, yeah. I can't wait to see how the thought processes came with that. We were supposed to have Nick on there. He just texted me. I don't think he's going to be able to make it, man. So we'll catch Nick Producer another time. Mm-hmm. You guys are here with me and Mo again, man. They say some. They, they say these are some of the best episodes. Though. That's what no they guess. say. <laughs> no outside people, man. So we're going to try to keep living up to what we do best at another week in the books. This is chapter 75. And it's... I used to watch all like, I love old shows. Him. I used to watch the old Batman. I, I used to, I'm the, in the, the old bang, show, man. Okay. What's your favorite old show? My favorite? Oh, okay. Well, hold on. How old we got to talk? Okay, because y'all, y'all look at me crazy if I say something in the nineties, nineteen hundreds. Yeah, you can't. You can't. The, the, the mid nineteen hundreds. Um, just give me what you were thinking. Because you, what you gonna go like? I'm trying Fresh to go old. I mean, of course, those shows, oh, those classics. Let, let me go older. Let me try to see if I can. I tell you what, I did like yeah. that was older than that in the eighties. I liked um, Twenty One Jump Street. The series with uh um, okay, my mama used to love that. Yeah, that joint, that joint's pretty good, man. That joint yeah, was pretty good. Yeah, I was like, this eighties vibe. I'm digging this. Like I, you know, I kind of got into a couple of eighties shows. I was digging. It. I'm like, this is before I got here. I mean, of course, I, some of the older sitcoms is, is pretty pretty decent as well. But but yeah, that's like as far as that. I go Twenty One Jump Street. You know, I love um, the older shows, man. Like but for me, it was I used to <laughs> I used to watch. I, I love Lucy. On like Nick and Knight, oh, yeah. I don't know if you remember Nick and Knight. Yeah, like Nickelodeon used to cut off. Called, I like I love Lucy. Used to be one of my favorite shows. The Jeffersons. Yeah. Sanford and Son, of course. Yeah. And all in the family. Like the old all in the family, low key. That's a that's low key one right there. Old shows. I don't know what what is wrong with us for like that. All in the family. <laughs> what is wrong with us? Like that, that, that's, that's why we like the Sopranos, us, huh? <laughs> as black men, yeah, as black men, that should not be a show that we yeah. we hold in that much high of a regard. But I think Archie Bunker is one of the best TV characters ever. Yeah, and they did, YouTube, they did yeah. such a good thing of mixing him being a racist bigot with I just don't know. Like like you got to have some sort of sympathy for him. On the ways that he's talking, because he's only had the experience of an old white man. Like he nope. don't know, yeah, black people. He don't know like he's really he's ignorant. Speaking. Yeah, it make you wonder the, how much David Chase uh, may have been inspired by that. 
Or maybe not. Oh, 100% Arch Monroe. You think about Tony Soprano? I, I think so. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That, that definitely, I feel like, is an influence. Okay. Um, I could but, be wrong, but I feel like that's an influence. I think, I think, I think so. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I've, I've been good, man. Um, just a little on edge, just with work, but more so like just baby being close. We we at the eight month and a week marker, so we have one vehicle, and I work further out than the house. So that my prayer is that it will be a thing where it won't be an. I gotta hurry up, get home, do this, but more so like work. Yeah, the like like work aware though, right? Like you already yeah, they, yeah, they know so yeah, they, they ain't tripping at all. Like they know if you get that call, do what you got to do. But it, traffic is so bad in where we live in Florida. It might be all of Florida. Really? Just people moving here. It's just so the traffic is just ridiculous. Um, but my, I, I, my I, I, I was just gonna say I'm hoping that like our first pregnancy, like it was more so like okay, she dilated, but it wasn't water breaking, and so she had to be in the hospital. And we kind of slow walked towards the delivery. So I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Uh, this time, I'm hoping it'd be like that too. The only difference is my job, the way it's set up with time off, it's not the same situation. So that's that's a little bit of a concern of mine. But uh, the Lord will make a way. So that's why I'm at. What was you gonna ask though? You was about to ask something? Um, I was just gonna say today, no, because a lot of times what we like to do as black men is think motherfuckers gotta. <laughs> but I feel where I'm coming from, man. My baby being more like, nah, bro, you should have told them like a month ago. And they should know that this is coming up mm-hmm. versus you hitting it on it at the last minute and being like, I got to go do this now. Right, yeah, right, right, right. We we have that arrogance sometimes as black men. We're thinking a motherfucker just got to, you just got to feel where I'm coming from. Like, nah, bro, I could have used a little explanation. A little info on her. That would have aided, that would have aided this a lot better than what we've been doing. So, yeah. We do that a lot too, boy. Oh, we Where do you think that come from? Uh, how he's brought up. Don't tell nobody nothing. Don't talk to nobody. Don't it's don't let people business. in your business. That whole trope. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bad at that too. Like I, I know a lot of times, motherfucker. Like man, why you ain't let me know? I'm like, bro, I thought I was gonna figure that shit out. Myself. I didn't even know I was gonna need you. Well, what if to, you don't even you know, need him? You just won't like. Well, let me. And say that's this. the thing about it. You, oh. you think that I, I can handle this? Me, only child. Yeah, 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 like yeah, of course, me, right. I can do. I can do this by myself. I ain't gonna need nobody to help me out with it. And then when you actually need help with it, and it's like, damn, why you let me at the last minute? I would have been happy to help you, but you just now told me, nigga, it's tomorrow. Bro. Uh, man, I, I thought bro, I had it. I, nigga, you think that's crazy. Like, before this podcast, one of my bros, like, we were going through, like, turmoil with the family thing I was talking about in previous episodes. Like, bro, I my wife had been talked to her aunties, which are, like, cousins, age of cousins. Like, they're, like, close in age. Been talking to them about the situation and everything. Bro, I've been holding it in. Nigga yeah, ain't talking to nobody. Can. Like roughing, <laughs> roughing it out with real turmoil with Thanks. the family, uh, challenging living arrangement, holding it. In, I fi- and even when I finally did talk to my bro, he's like, "Bro, what's what going on with you?" And I really was still debating, like, do I tell him like what's going on for real? Not because I felt weak, just because it's like there's that weird thing as men where it's like I gotta hold this in. I don't know. I don't even know what it because is. Because why? Bro. What? Because why would I tell you? Like, yeah, that's kind of it. I, I don't feel it. <laughs> I posted some on Instagram the other day, and it was like uh, a couple people responded to this too. I think Rich responded to this. I was like, "Bro, when motherfuckers ask me am I good, I tell them yeah because what you gonna do anyway?" And I think that's how we look at it. It's like I could lay all of this shit on you that I'm going through, but what you gonna say? It's like, damn, that's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we give more credit had, to that, but I know what you. <laughs> but yeah, but that's how we. That, that is though. That's not how niggas react to it. I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from people that we tell. I'm talking about us individuals, yeah. black. And sometimes we'll just be like, like, nigga, what you gonna do? 
not knowing the whole time and somebody sent me a message on this uh it responded it was like not knowing the whole time they could have helped you out if he just had you just said something they would have been more than willing and would have went out of their way just because of how much they fuck with you and respect what you got going on and are are glad that you were able to open up to them be like man i got you oh you didn't even know that i could do this for you or i, I know somebody that does this they could provide you with this the whole time you thinking man i figured this shit out by myself man Bro, I, gotta, we, we, I gotta do this shit we underestimate you know our brother's resources but even more than the resources that we underestimate that they may have we underestimate the words that they can give because yeah i was on the podcast y'all can go back uh i think it's our 30s episode when we had dan on but like when i first shared the 20s episode when i first shared about the mm-hmm. father-in-law situation i wasn't gonna even say anything and i was burning up inside and i don't know what moved me to say something but I just like I'm gonna say it here because it it, it was breaking me inside, and when mm-hmm. I said it, both you and Dan, like I when y'all you was like, regardless if you had that experience, you was just like, bro, the way if I'm understanding this right, you know, the way I think he holds you, she holds you in that regard. I think you love her enough, and she loves you enough, and she respects you enough, and how she believes the man you are. I think you should at least do that. And when you said that. I did it the same night But if I never said nothing And I I had a relief Even though there wasn't an instant response And nothing ever materialized from it But you saying that Dan sharing advice His comfort that he provided as well It helped But if I never said nothing bro I would have internally still been just dying You know what I mean So you're absolutely right When you know Holding stuff in bro You definitely That's the nucleus in, uh, of this show. <laughs> yeah, sure, I say that, that that adds directly into the theme of the show, which is the ang- angry black man trope and black anger. A lot of that shit has to do with, and I learned this in therapy. Uh, shout out to DeAnthony, who was an early get- co author on the show. Like He told me, he was like, bro, like a lot of times you just need to say it. Like, it don't even matter if I can give you good advice on it. You just need to get that shit out of you and out into the world just at least get it off of your shoulders where you can at least you've said it you hear it you hear yourself saying it. you're like okay damn now what are the next steps Mm -hmm. versus holding it in and continuously only thinking about that once you say it you get it out there and like you said hopefully you can get some good responses from some important people in your life that love you but most importantly i got that shit off my spirit Mm-hmm. Right now, now I'm putting it out here in the universe, and it's going to aid me in dealing with this. So yeah, 100. Like that was one of the biggest tools that I take away from um, from therapy and doing this. Like this yeah. has gone a long way too. I, a lot, a lot of this with me, and why I'm able to be so open. And, and one, you've been a great co-host, and two, just like people hear this, people listen to this. Like I can't continue to do the same shit. And expect results if I'm putting it out here that I want this and I yeah. want that. Yeah. And a nigga can ask me, okay, well, what have you done to get to that? Because I heard you talking about you wanting to do it, but that's just talk. Like now that it's out here in the world, mm-hmm. I'm going. I got good friends that listen to this show. They're gonna be like, man, what steps have you taken to get to? Like Dro has called me several times. Like, what steps you taking to get to where you want to be? And that like though that. that that's a wonderful thing to have. Even Rich mm-hmm. in the next with us. Like yeah. what, what? What are we doing? What kind of goals we planning for the year, fellas? He put our feet you know to the saying? fire. Like, we what, had to get that list together. Absolutely, I love it. Yeah, I love it because that's what this show is for. Like 
uh, an extension of therapy in a sense of people hearing this and being like i liked it that motivated me and i want to make sure that i keep him accountable for it because i respect what he said so much mm-hmm like that's one of my favorite things about the show and the feedback that we get from it man so shout out to y'all man yeah continue to give us that feedback emails continue to call the number 470-318-5034 leave your voicemails voice notes emails whatever it want to be text messages most mlk day just passed yes uh i'm really eager to understand where you were coming from so i'll let you bring it in and talk okay. to it first and i'm going to respond to the, okay. the question that you have inspiration came from blackbusters shouts out to ja big ja and tone over there they're doing great work uh they're like right there to me when we talk about great black movie review podcast right there next to culture garden shouts out to rich ray p school but they were talking about selma in regards to um, Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday. And they had a moment where they were kind of talking about what they alluded to in there as far as the infidelity part. I thought about this and then I thought about J. Cole. uh, I think, I don't know, was it She Knows? I think from Born Center or he's had a few lines throughout. I don't know if it was Born Center Forest Hill Drive or uh, For Your Eyes Only but like there's there's some line about uh, I'm in the club I'm thinking about Coretta or something like that there seems like over the years Jonathan Majors (laughs) boy boy (laughs) I know people want us to respond to that but uh, but it just seemed like over the years that has kind of become a growing pattern when we talked about when we talk about the late great Dr. Martin Luther King have you noticed over the years it seems like people are putting a stronger focus on his infidelity instead of the change and sacrifice he made you know I hadn't until you said it when I read this a couple days ago but I was like damn you're right a lot of the documentaries now are less about the changes that Dr. King made things that he was trying to do especially being my age because i remember it differently like i remember when we grew up or we were coming up like all of this the extra shit about martin luther king it wasn't out there like nigga you couldn't say nothing bad mm-hmm. about martin luther king like all the like infidelity stuff i didn't hear about that till i probably was in my late 20s so you're talking about all the years in school that you learned about it yes i do think that it changed but i'm not sure what it is an idea i have an idea of what it is but i'm not sure 100 what i could faithfully stand on and say like this is it you put so, the question down there i think go mm-hmm. ahead no no go ahead you go ahead. i was gonna say you put the question down so i think you may have an idea in your head that i could play off of and wonder mm-hmm. is that right or not but i know if i'm putting my conspiracy black man dr umar hat on I know what they're trying to do I know I know what they're trying to do and that's lessen the importance that he had in history and they're doing that by putting all of these things out not to say that they're not true mm-hmm. or that he, it's, it's not a part we talked about in 200 pages it's not a part of his bag it was but it don't take away it doesn't take away from the amazing things mm-hmm. that he's done mm-hmm. like you, you'd have a hard time convincing me that the infidelities with his wife 
equal to the good that he provided for his people or did he thought he was providing for his people mm -hmm. what say you uh that was definitely i, I think you you were onto something i think that the you know the fbi and all, they were doing things to discredit him even back then the fact that it it wasn't really discussed over the years is is amazing but for me it's just i don't know it just seems like that becomes the the like when we talk about not us but like youth younger people they would talk about dr martin luther king like okay uh you know he changed like racism like this is just me thinking it's like a 20 20 year old he changed like the, the, uh, this country was racist and he pretty much changed changed this world for black rights to not basically have equal rights conversation one conversation two yeah but he you know he was out here though he you know he cheated on his wife he, he had you know and i'm like but part of me wants to ask though what they got to do with it though you know what i'm saying that, like, that's the thing though. Why that's 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 what i'm trying to get at why it i don't know about you but it just feels like in the generation we're in it's like we're all trying not all of us in in regards to us but like the social media world we're constantly trying to find a reason to disagree we're constantly trying to find a reason to find a problem we're constantly trying to find a reason to say oh man you know what you ain't sh i found out about you you caught you ain't like we're it's like because to me cancel, like people cancel people yes like yeah, for me for me when you find out like infidelity because even in the, the the article that i put here they said I'm, I'm i'm gonna say allegedly because I, I we wasn't there but like allegedly even the like the night before he was shot they said that like there was like maybe possibly a another woman that was in the hotel maybe maybe not but uh that's what they say and uh i think if we put ourselves seriously like i think it makes him more human people i think that yeah like if his wife don't care what the fuck do i care and, and i think that she did care like but i think that well, she understood the cause about it and she, like the story from what i understand is though like they presented her with this information and she was like okay what they got to do with what he got going on like what y'all what y'all want me to do y'all want me to join y'all crusade and taking him down because he cheated on me i think mm -hmm. what he's doing is way more important than that mm -hmm. and when jonathan major says hold him down <laughs> like coretta scott king that's what he mean oh, that's what he mean let me be let me yeah that's what he mean like bro she she understand the bigger picture like this all these these tapes y'all playing for me and all this this is bullshit it's mm -hmm. shit that me and him gonna handle inside the house uh -huh. whether that mean that she gonna leave him still be there and raise the kids whatever that means for her mm -hmm. it didn't mean oh i'm gonna tear this man i'm gonna help y'all as a white society tear this man down so why would i do it mm -hmm. but you're right we in this we in this this time now where discourse is so just like having conversations with people that you disagree with is such a far-fetched thing now. and it's it, it's deteriorating our society like mm. people want to talk to a lot only with people that they agree with only that people that the, their twitter followers the people on facebook they they want to have conversations with people and be like man yeah you're right oh i never thought about that it's this way you're right versus the motherfucker that'll tell them excuse me oh you're wrong they cast a lot of other dispersions on it like oh if you're disagreeing with me then you're homophobic or you're transphobic or you're not progressive because you're yeah. disagreeing with me mm -hmm. and i'm gonna put you in this box and now if i put you in this box nothing that you say is going to matter now because you're this you're this bigot you're mm -hmm. this type of person versus some people like us who do this and have conversations and we disagree with each other where well, we can be like okay i want to hear what you got to say 
I don't think that there's enough in society today of, you know what? I want to hear what you got to say. Why do you think that that's right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you why I think that it's wrong, but that doesn't mean we're enemies. That don't mean that we ain't fighting the same fight. We just have different perspectives on this. So tying it back into Dr. King, I think that now since mm, the powers that be, the powers that be, I don't want to say they, because people always say, well, who is they? The powers that be. The reason that you're getting all of this extra information about Dr. King's infidelities ties directly in with cancel culture. Mm-hmm. The, the, the things that they're pinning on him, things that people today get canceled for. So they say, OK, well, this is one of you guys great leaders who you guys hold in high regard. Mm-hmm. You know what we're going to do? We're going to show you he was doing some of the same shit that these people that you feel like are monsters are doing. Now, how do you look at him? But I still fall back on the fact that they don't take away from nothing his overall like for me. But that yeah. just be that that may just be me as a black man. Like and I'm okay with that. I'm mm-hmm. cool with y'all getting it. Cause it's just some shit that as we talked about on the show, like, y'all not gonna get it. It's for us. And we need to take more out <laughs> yeah. than that. We need to yeah. take more out than that as black men and be like, okay, I don't, I don't really care if you understand it or not, and I'll have this with you, but at the end of the day, if you don't get it, it's for me. It wasn't for you. It ain't for you to understand. It ain't for you to make a point out of a TikTok post or an Instagram. It's for me to digest and be like, okay, I can decipher this from that and still hold him in high regard because I know the intention behind the good things. Like we all human, like you said. Like we like don't slip up. That that and like, hopefully the, good niggas out there don't. But hopefully yeah, you. But, but everybody do. They can't tell you all the way down for it. Yeah, but everybody's just like. That's what gets me about it. It's like society and like, you know, the the powers that be. You keep trying to sell us on. That's why we're in that era now where that's why celebrities and stars and rising stars, you'll never be as big as they were back then because the shuck is up. You you guys are selling us on this perfection, this Miss America image of what you thought beauty was and what you thought this person, we thought they were perfect, but we're getting docs all the time, finding out, oh, they wasn't this. We're getting information all the time because you guys spent all this time trying to sell us on perfection. But now we're in the air, so when you guys had the mis- misconception of thinking, we thought Martin Luther King was perfect because, oh, because he's the leader of of the change that we need in this country. He's a preacher, pastor, but the, but he's a Bible studier too, and he he faced temptation like all of us. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every person, not one person, is without sin. Nobody is without uh, uh, done wrong. Like we all been there, and people don't even understand. Like, bro, this man was in his thirties, dude. Like he was in his thirties traveling, man, man, the most dangerous black man in the world at one point. And you have beautiful women coming your way constantly. I'm not saying that that's the way to move. I'm not saying that's okay. I'm not saying that's the way to go, but understand the challenge of it and understand it's like, bro, I'm going to jail all the time. I'm getting beat up. And if I'm not getting beat up, I'm watching my close friends, women and men get beat up. And then they got to come back to me, Dr. King. What do you want us to do next? And they're bruised up. We've seen the Selma movie and it's people bruised up. We got to go back out there again. And now they got to. So understand in that article, there's not like in some instances, it could have served as like an anxiety release because it's like, bro, you're being threatened. Like we seen Malcolm <laughs> X looking through the window with the shoddy. Like, bro, my life is on the line. So, you know, it's just I'm not excusing infidelity, infidelity, but I think that when we do it, put that context. If we're going to look at his legacy, put that context into the man 
and who he was, Martin Luther King Jr. Like, okay, he he had that. That was his struggle. But him and his wife worked through it, and he was able to make change that was so necessary in this country. But that cannot be the starting mark when we talk about Dr. King. Like, I just think that we're getting more and more in that realm of that's where people go. Like, oh, yeah, Dr. King was out here with... Are we kidding, bro? Like, I who 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 of his generation... Who's bold enough to do anything? Well, I love Umar Johnson, but would any of us do anything remotely close to that now? Meaning, like what? Like what? Like rally what up? Umar doing? Like Umar? No, no, like, like what, what King doing, did? What Dr. King is doing? What King did? Like or any any whatever that looks like in this era where it's like our life could be on the line because we're so radical and we standing on business when it comes to our people i'm not talking about just like you said protesting where it don't make change but like no we're doing something on a major scale and it could cost us our lives on a low because we not going for it a lot uh, of us will not leave that comfort seat who who would do that the majority now? the majority of us would not like even you hear it you hear it say it now in the sense of they don't even reference dr king they reference tupac mm-hmm like people would be like like that was a thing for me you seen how they did pop man he better stop talking like this that's one of the the first things that niggas say when a motherfucker start talking a little too for real mm-hmm. like niggas would be like man you see how they did park man and i ain't saying that they did park in no certain type of way or another i'm not buying into a conspiracy theory i'm speaking to a narrative that's in our culture it's like if you say or you do too much that they're going to kill you they're going to take you out they're going to minimalize you you can even go to it with and I, i'm not i'm not copping please for either one of these dudes at all i'm just saying that it's interesting that as they continue to extend in their success that these things come out again i'm not saying that they didn't do it i'm not saying discrediting <laughs> the victims at all but you can look at Bill Cosby and you can look at Puff Daddy and you can say, man, damn, like they get to this point. And they start saying these things that are not too agreeable with the mainstream society. And it's more for black culture versus themselves or mainstream culture. Like now all this stuff starts to come out about them. And again, I'm not aiding to any. So what are you getting at? That they're true. Um, I think that the discrediting that you're speaking of with Martin Luther King happens with most powerful black men. Oh, most powerful black oh, men that have okay. a chance to do most powerful black men, like you said, like who's going to take the chance to do what Dr. King was doing back in the day now? And I would say even before they get to that place, they 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 getting them they're they're taken out of the paint early, rightfully yeah. so or not. Yeah. Again, I'm not condoning anything that they did or convicted or or were um, accused of. I'm just saying, even before they can get to a Dr. King point, it's like, oh, now we getting you. As soon as you start leaning a little bit that way, we getting you out of here. Like even with Umar, like you say, there hasn't been any scandalous allegations against him. But one of the main things that you would hear from people in our community who say, well, I'm not going to listen to him because. I mean, he's been asking for money for a school for the last seven years that hasn't been built. And then you could say, well, nigga, how many people have opened schools that you know in America? Black men at that independently. Like when they're trying to do it a certain way versus not having to be influenced by the government or influenced by people who don't have the best interest 
of the people that he's opening the school for in mind and they're using their own money or they're using the crowdfunding even before someone would fully believe in that we ourselves are turning against each other and being like man that nigga didn't even he been collecting money for however many years and he ain't even done that yet why would i listen to him when he say i need to date a black woman why would i listen to him when he say that this is detrimental to our community he's lying to people and stealing their money about a school they we've gotten to the point where we do it to ourselves before it even gets to the point where they got to do it wow i couldn't even imagine wow that wow <laughs> wow um Damn. Is that a good wild or a bad wild? It's a bad wild. Um, in the sense of what? I can imagine like a, on, a, on a cause and a purpose that Dr. King was doing. People was like, oh, man, he just want to be. Nah, I should, you know, I should be the one doing that. I should be in the front. I, I want to be the one. Nah, he ain't doing. He ain't really like that. I know what he be doing. I, I'm about to be. You know, I, I don't know. You're right, and bro. What? Like we, we, we. And for what? And for what? What do we do that pride. for? Pride. Just so you a motherfucker retweet some of the shit that you yeah. say. Yeah. Cause everybody wants to feel significant. And it's un- I, we talked about it, but it's unfortunate that this tweet is all I got. This is my claim to fame, right? No, That's seriously, like right this tweet is all I got. When That's something good. this like I've seen people get mad about somebody stole they mean. Somebody stole mine before. <laughs> and yeah. so it's like they're like, bro, this person right here, this is not real. They stole mine. Like, and that's all they got. And that's just a small level of division, bro. So it's crazy. Like I, I don't know. I, I hate to, I hate for us to think that way. Um, it's okay to be a follower behind a good cause. You know, I think that it's too many chefs in the kitchen, and everybody wants to be the star now. Everybody wants to be the star. Everybody is the franchise now. And and and, I, and I'm not gonna just say our community in the world, but like the way social media is set up, everybody's the star now. I'm a star. I should have a show. I should have the retweet. I should have the followers. I sh- everybody's like nobody wants to say, yo, I'm gonna be the team player. Yo, I'm gonna throw the assist. Nobody wants to throw the assist now. Everybody wants to say, no, I can dunk. I can shoot. No, I'm the score. I'm the nobody wants to I, assist I now. Thirty a game. Yeah. yeah, nobody. That's why these podcast people do these podcasts and they start off together, then they end because you you both wanted to be started. Nobody knew when to say, "Hey, yo, this my role. That's your role." Nobody. All these partnerships, these businesses, these uh, these and as far as small businesses, it always falls off. We were watching. Um, I've seen it before, but the N one doc that was on Netflix, classic, legendary. Things started to go awry. When the money started to be the point of contingency in regards to valuing their players. This player, Hot Sauce, is getting this much. This player, AO, is getting this much. Skip to my Lou getting this much. And when people start talking about that stuff out loud, it created division and likeness and, and uh, imagery and licensing and all of that. When those things started becoming the thing, it starts to create division. It's like, this nigga ain't, nigga don't do what I do. I, and we always fall for the same thing. I, I hate it, bro. What's that? I, what's that? When you say follow for the same thing, what's that? We come, we always come back to the dollar. I feel like that's that. I feel like we come to the dollar amount because we use be the rich today. Yeah, we yeah, we don't we don't we don't know how to uh, we don't know how to come up with the equivalent for our value, and so we have to use the dollar amount. And that when we start to look at that. That's when we have the division amongst one another. We say, oh, this nigga ain't worth more. My, my net worth more than his net worth. Oh, I know he ain't. 
And that's what we have the that's what we use as an equivalent for value. When really we should look at all of us as equally. Mm. I'm gonna get back to that point in just a second. If you're joining us on YouTube, you see the infamous Nicky Do say excuse me. <laughs> just Nick down here with us, man. Nick, what's up, brother? What's going on? What's going on? Y'all can hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah, absolutely, man. We're it's, glad it's, you could join us. It's smart water, Nick. Now you know what I'm saying. I got smart I got water, water, Nick. It's also Nikki Moonshine every now and then. I'm trying to give up the <laughs> dark liquor. Nikki Tequila. Tequila, Nick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, now that's where that's really where it's at, though. Yeah, that's where I mean. Yeah, Tremano, Tremano, holla at me. But what's going on? Yeah, good to see y'all, man. How you doing, brother? We glad to have you on. Yeah, you caught us just you caught us right in the thick of it. Yeah, I'm about to say, hold on. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> what that was you crazy. doing, bro? What we doing? Yeah, that was crazy. Oh, introduce me like that to the yeah, folks. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my, my bad. I had to show up. You know, I'm black. I showed up a little bit late, but I was, you know, I'm always, I'm always here <laughs> with, uh, with, with Lou. Call out the uh, we, bat signal. We glad to have you, man. We appreciate you coming on. Mo was wanting this. He, he was pushing me for this, man. So I want. Oh, y'all talking about broke niggas? <laughs> uh, in, in a sense, in a sense. Wait, where did this come from? <laughs> <laughs> he heard what you was just saying. I think. Oh, no, it was no. more so talking about. Um, Mo had a question here. In the late, in in later now, Doctor Martin Luther King says the day just passed, right? Previously, he's been known more so for what he's done from a civil rights and activist standpoint. However, with all of the content that's coming out lately, it's been more for infidelity and, you know, the, the, the side action that he had on Coretta. So we were talking about what that stems from. Oh, this is actually interesting because, Lou, I know you, you hit me up and asked me like topics and stuff to bring up. Yes. And it's kind of something that I was thinking about because um I don't know if you saw the comments we did for our uh the is the mic still on patreon thing but like they people some people had some things to say about what we said uh and i bring that up because Good it's like, bad. Yeah, I it, the patreon, it's, it, it was uh it's a mixed bag it's a mixed bag i'll say that can you tell me it was a lot of love in there y'all yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Patreon here, but yeah, yeah but um i bring that up because as i think as black men um we're in an interesting point of time as far as like how people remember black or how people are remembering certain black men um even from historically even to contemporary uh, but also just like it seems like no matter what we rather bring up some other shit than the shit that is really going on or what you what you've been doing because to me i look at that like this right um the infidelity stuff is a part of Martin Luther king and i think we make jokes about it behind the doors as you know as niggas but overall we, we still want to have that good front of like this was a good black man he died for a good cause he died for us he died for actually more than black people if you want to be technical mm-hmm. about it um poor people exactly but i i feel like in a way where the the more information we hear about people the more it's kind of it's not like dehumanizing but it's kind of eroding his uh his influence because you're you're throwing different things in the gumbo than what it used to be not to say that you can't talk about the man and who he was but it's kind of like what's the point of bringing that up at this point you know both parties are deceased at this point only the kids are still alive and the kids don't want to hear this shit honestly either um if you even know anything about how his kids are they are very protective of the imagery and and how you discuss look i mean look at they come at jonathan majors because this goofy ass says some shit about their mama you know what i'm saying so it's Hold like down, i like Coretta. Yeah, it's interesting to see like how uh like Carmella. Just like just like uh 
but it's just interesting to see how black men are being discussed from a historical to contemporary spot because I you already know how I feel, Lou. I think they I think it's over for us, bro. I think they, I think the, the rebrand is I don't think there is a good rebrand enough to bring us share, back into share the your forefront. Theory. Yeah, okay, hold on. Yeah, yeah. What, what do you mean? What yeah, what do you mean by that? Oh yeah, well it's it's it mostly comes from a relationship standpoint that I think black women have given up on black men. Um because um because of just from the because if you look at, of course, you're not supposed to judge everything off of this. This is just me being like, kept, you know, staying up, keeping up with the Joneses as far as like social media and all what's going on. But it's like, you're constantly seeing how like, there's, there always talks about like black men not being with black women when it comes to like relationship wise, like serious relationships, like marriage and, you know, or matrimony in whatever sense you look at it. Um, you see how like the influence of black men having their community is mostly spoke about in a negative light not necessarily a positive life the only time we do get a positive is is Martin Luther King Day and that's because most niggas get the day off so that's the you know that's the positive Im- uh, influence a nigga had but um and then you're also just hearing that like we're uh even our mindset how we're discussed like it's it's like it just seems like relationship wise we're not we're not looked at as protectors or providers of anything it looks like we're the opposite we're looked at as either like ain't shit or greedy um and not doing shit enough to protect the women or the children that we have or even raising them. So it's just kind of like, I, I can't think of, you know, what was the last good black man that you really like saw in the forefront um, in a, in a while? Like, 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 and not people, even just people would say Obama, Obama, but even then you would say like people what about are Kevin Samuels. Nah, a lot of people. Nah, nah. I, I, I mean, I, I, not I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't oh, I, he had some good ideals, and his delivery, his delivery was horrendous. I mean, he wasn't the ideal, good. but I mean, just the on the trajectory like, of okay, we're trying to figure something out. Now you won't. You won't want Kevin Samuels to talk to your mama. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing. You will let Obama talk to your mama all day. Yeah. Okay. Kevin Samuels was saying some stuff that was beneficial to us as a society. However, the packaging, like you said, like how he delivered it and people perceiving it as disrespect because they probably have never had a strong male figure to speak to them like that. Like he's not speaking to them out of a place of disrespect. And again, we'll have a, a, an episode about intent. His intent wasn't, I'm going to disrespect you, be disrespectful to you. His intent was more so to be entertaining. And in the midst of being entertaining, I'm going to put you up on game. It's up to you how you receive it. And I think a lot of people received it in a way of, oh, he's being disrespectful when that wasn't the intent at all. He was, and I think that has to weigh into it. And people don't weigh that into it. They weigh into it too much to the surface level stuff of, oh, that sounds nasty or why he talking to her like that. Missing the overall message of what he's saying, because I do think that he was trying to push a better black man. That was his initiative. And I think this, it, and for me, it was like, it's like in two, you know how there's always, they always say there's two different types of people in the world, or whatever. Like for me, there's like people who like locker room talk and there's people who like press conferences. You know what I'm saying? Kevin Samuels is a locker room talk nigga. Like he was, he was promoting locker room talk. This is what, how niggas talk to other niggas where we'd say some real shit about relationships and how we look at women and all that other stuff. Not to say I agree with everything, but it was an honest conversation he was having with a lot of women and they, they were honest in their response too. But then there's people who just want the press conference talk. They want the Jalen Hurts type of, uh, you know, cleaned up quarterback or Patrick, you know what I'm saying? Like a, a quarterback type of response where it's like, we're not going to throw anybody under the bus. We're going to take all the blame and we're gonna keep it pushing and we always gonna push this positive message 
I think those are two different audiences that like nowadays social media you can't really divide up everybody's watching the same thing and they're gonna interpret their, their own way but um, for me like when it goes back to like the Martin Luther King stuff it's just kind of like for as much good as he did yes there's a there's a there's negative stuff he has done as well same thing with Obama same thing with any human and you know a historical figure it's just that um, I think what you're hearing now I think we're in the era of where you're hearing a lot of um, women give their perspectives on the these great men you know what i'm saying and i'm not saying saying not to say women are bashing these men you know purposefully to and it's all women's fault i'm just saying that we're hearing a different perspective than before because i feel like before then we heard a lot of it like the men talk about men and now we're hearing the women talk about men that's giving us a different light and i think as a uh the unfairness comes in like the balanced conversation from that because i don't feel like black men are in a point in time right now where we're even cared to be heard at this point because I feel like we're kind of lumped in with a lot of bad shit right now. Mm -hmm. So like all you're hearing is black women's perspective and then that's great, I love it. But I also want, I, I, I like balance. I need to hear both. I need to hear yeah. a good conversation, yeah. you know what I mean? And, that, and that's, that's a part of what we wanted to do here. I mean, of course, we always talk about the origin of like building chemistry for the other show, but also, it's just like after a while, I got so tired of being the person complaining about what I was seeing. It's like, bro, I had to question myself, like, what are you doing to put into the zeitgeist of positivity? You ain't doing anything. You're not putting nothing out there positive. You're not. You're not doing anything. You're just watching. And and this, doing this, having these conversations with you, Nick and Spike, and just being able, even having Ray P, the the beautiful, wonderful Ray P, coming on, just saying how she appreciated us as black men being able to have those conversations without having to put a black woman down or even just being ignorant, just articulating ourselves as black men well enough to say, we we hurt sometimes, we feel things sometimes, we're going through these things sometimes, but we also can be, we can get a little wild sometimes too, but at least giving us an opportunity to express the complexities that we walk around with on a daily. Um, so I, I, I completely agree with you on the uh, balancing yeah, they're trying to do it. I think that we do have to charge one another. Well, I think all of us should take responsibility on our um, own thinking and understanding and not jumping to group thought and be able to say, hey, you know what? Let me process this myself. Let me not just jump on a wave of everybody saying this, everybody's feeling. Let me think about this for myself. And I think a lot of people are just too lazy and impatient in this microwave generation to formulate their own opinion. I think part of the reason, Nick, to what you're saying, why we don't get the platform, it, we are the group of people that are least willing to be vulnerable. Like there is this cast over black men is that you have to have this certain perception. And I know you say you hear a lot from black women. Black women gonna let you know how they feel, and and that's not I that's not a slight or anything of that nature. But they're going to let you know not nah, nah you you have me fucked up. I feel this way. As black men, we really rarely have a comfortable space where you can say or be vulnerable in the sense of, nah, that's not right. And I'm going to disagree with you on how you perceive me and we can have a discourse about it. Like there's not an arena for us to be able to do that so people can understand that it is deeper than just a narrative that's out there. It's not just how a black woman perceives us or how a white man or white people perceives us or how corporate America perceives us or how rap perceives us. There is this actual realistic black man that's walking around in everyday life that you guys never hear from because there's never a platform for him to be able to be heard from. 
just even with the Barack or Martin Luther King example, you're talking about damn near perfect Negroes. Mm -hmm. Like the, these niggas had to be perfect to get the perception that they have throughout history. And even now we're talking about how they try to shit on Martin Luther King name as far as his infidelities, even with Barack. If, you've been, if you pay attention to the conspiracy theory shit, you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Other than that, though, Barack had to be perfect for people to even listen to him. And I think that us as black men, we feel that way and have gotten behind the eight ball as you're explaining, Nick, because we never feel like there's a place where we can speak free. Well, I'll say what this. Cause I'll say this because I, I do. I talked about fair and balanced. So I got to be fair when we talk about niggas. Um, some of the platforms that we do have as black men, some of these niggas be saying some wild shit, mm, and, he, and it facts. justifies everything these women be saying about us to a certain degree. And so I can't even lie; I got to keep it a full bean. But but that's part of it, though, right? But, I, like but, I, but a lot I, of us feel like we got to be that hyperbolic in order for people to even listen to us. Well, I mean. <laughs> That's more of an excuse than a reason. But I'll say this. Uh, um, I don't know about that. No, I'm saying I'll say this like, though. Like, like we could you could say Martin Luther King, like society benefited from Martin Luther King. Certain individuals were hurt by Martin Luther King. You know, Coretta was hurt by Martin Luther King. You did y'all see Selma? Uh, that's that's was, where I pulled the inspiration. You know what I'm saying? Song. Like, like, yeah. like, like. If that was it, if that was, I don't know if that conversation she had with Martin when she heard the tapes really happened, but like, imagine hearing, Lou, imagine you was with Oprah and you stabbed me and you got to come and somebody sending you tapes of Oprah fucking the hell out of Dr. Phil. You know what I'm saying? Or showing you the video of it. And you got to stand 10 toes with her everywhere she go. And you still got to speak, you know, you got to pump that message out about black women and black, uh, black couple power, whatever that is. Like you, you objectively would th you would say to yourself if you were in that situation, you would simp, right? You would say that you should have been left. You can't let no woman treat you like this. All that. Coretta put the shoe on the other foot. Coretta went through a lot of shit that we don't know about as a black woman mm -hmm. alone mm -hmm. in that era, but as a black woman standing next to him. So like, yeah, she deserves. She can say whatever she wants for real. I don't give it. I don't give a damn. To me, it's more of like. Y'all other motherfuckers ain't got really a lot of, you know, you ain't got a, a shoes. Yeah, you ain't got so, a soapbox to stand on because you ain't gone through is, the shit she went through. Is it a pride thing with us then? I think it's... It's like it's, what you just said. If Stepman would have had to go through that, it wouldn't be because, like... No, I, what I'm saying... Understand him standing with Oprah. Regardless of what she did, you can understand it because you'd be like, okay, I see the benefit in it. But that's the but only thing... from a pride standpoint, he would be like, nah, I'm out of here. Cause I don't want nobody to think that I'm the nigga that was able to let that shit go on in my under my roof. But but for me, it's like, but Stedman can have that decision because he's just talking about his relationship with Coretta. The reason why I say she had the strength because she was thinking about something bigger than herself and her movement. marriage. She's thinking about the movement. You know what I'm saying? Like to think of yourself out of that's an out of body kind of uh motivation. You know what I'm saying? That's it, like it's bigger than her kids, it's bigger than hers, it's bigger than her family, bigger than him. Like it's like these are for my people. So like to have that so to have that as the carrot on the stick to keep you focused outside of the infidelity and everything else that we went through is like that's a strength that I can't even imagine. Mm -hmm. So are black men do you think black men are capable of that? That type of what we're speaking of with Coretta, like if, if there's if only one black, black man, man. <laughs> there's only one black man I know who did that, and it's Jesus. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know anybody. Hey, you tell me, Lou, because I, I, I think we are. No, I'm, I'm asking, no, I'm asking because he was a scumbag. <laughs> we would have kept it a being. He was now, historically, I, he did a lot, but his, but like individually, he low key a scumbag. Because if you hear about a preacher cheating on his wife <laughs> with white women, you'd be like, oh, he ain't shit. I mean, 
Look, I, I, I do think that I do think That's that me. we are capable. I do think that I don't know, bro. No, nah, I think I, that I, you, I don't know the black man is being like I'm dating uh what's the chick thing? I'm dating Camilla Harris and I'm going to stand beside her regardless of whatever she did because I like black, black man first. Okay, she, she got a white. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if, what I'm saying, but if like in if, the universe, she were able to like black men. But I'm saying, like, if you, if she's in a space where she, this is life or death. Every time yeah. she speaks, it's life or death. Every time she walks out of a hotel, it's life or death. And it's in the calls and the the stakes are so high. Like, yeah, I think I think we are capable. I think that that's oh, no, that's. Man. I think we may have too much ego for that, bro. Nah, I don't think all of us are like that. I think there's a lot of us. I don't think all of us are like that. I think, I, I think, we're still growing in that realm as, as a whole. But I think, I think that, and this is why I push certain things when people disagree with me on the show. It's like I think that we have to take the time and let things really resonate before we just be like, oh, I can't, bro. You're the man. We we I just think we do this overly macho, overly prideful, overly this and that, and we think these things represent us because other people see this. But if we know what's going on internally, like Coretta and, and Dr. King, and like we gotta understand. It. I don't like this, you don't like it, but this is life or death, and so this is what we're gonna do. Like But he had what, to be I don't know, man. But he I had to know. be Dr. King. He had to be Dr. King to get that pass you know what yeah. i'm saying that's yeah. why that's I always, what i'm saying that's, so like put the shoe on the other foot like that's like, what i'm say, saying ironically you like let, let's say the nigga who was dating rosa parks knew that rosa parks was getting getting it in on the side but he didn't want to take away her overall standing as a black woman and what she meant to the movement like is he gonna step aside and be like you know what she out here getting it in i really don't approve of that that's my girl and i know that this is going on is he gonna be able to be like I'm sticking beside her. And you know, you know she does. You don't I don't think I don't Maybe think didn't us happen. as black men, like we've been I think that we've been through much and been through so much in society that we like, no, nah, I'm not I'm not doing that. I'm not taking that. Like niggas won't even date women that make more money than them. So what what, what happens when I think that's a, that's somewhat, a small number. I think they they emphasizing that that's I a small see, number. So it's, it's yeah, that's very large. It's, it's the same thing like how they say like black men don't that are not you know they always going outside the race i think more statistically i think more there's black men that marry more black women than anything mm-hmm. um but and, and that's why it, it, it kind of goes to a point that I, I feel like when i try to explain it, it sounds confusing as hell but i think lou knows what i'm talking about when i say it's easier to be a, a good uh, it's easier to be a great man than a good man you know what i'm saying like it's as far as the great men that you see they're so focused on the greatness or the the impact that they have in a certain area or certain uh career field that they bypass stuff that you would think uh you know would go along with that greatness like a sense of morality or whatever and it's like the good men that sacrifice a lot to to be good don't achieve those same levels because it it, it erodes some of your principles like uh, think about like any like any like major like uh like even look at all the like historical figures and how they came together like Malcolm Malcolm X was Detroit Red. You know what I'm saying? Like he did some <laughs> shit to convert to change his ways. Martin Luther King was a you know was an adulterer. You know what I'm saying? Like he cheated on his wife many a times. Like mm-hmm. when you look at all these great men, like like you'd be like, damn, bro, y'all did some fuck. Look at Ray Charles. Like as good as he was for the civil rights movement too, and the music he made. Like he was fucking all these other women too and doing all heroin and all the other shit it's like you wouldn't think that that would be attached to a great story but 
there's plenty of i'm sure there's plenty of stories that we won't hear because they're not great men they're just good men uh that do a lot in the community that do a lot for their people do a lot for their wives and their family and they really won't get that re recognition because they're just doing their what they're supposed to do you know what i'm saying like, and i think that's an underrated thing that's that we you know you know how they say common sense isn't common knowledge like being good is is it consistently you know saying being righteous consistently being have a good sense of morality and a good compass like that's a hard thing to keep up with in this life there's a lot of things that you could do you like, i could be a scumbag this day i could do this other shit but i'm gonna be righteous like that's a hard thing to do and i think mm -hmm. when it comes to greatness you kind of bypass that because your goal is so grand bigger than you you know what i'm saying like you know what I'm yep. saying? I want to make the big, the best album. I want to be the best athlete. Like it's bigger than me. It's like I want to make a mark in history. There's a lot of stuff when we look at our historical figures. Like they did some fucked up shit that you would question their sense of morality. But they strive for greatness and reach greatness. And when they do we register people yeah. now remember them for their greatness versus the other stuff. You, uh, well, they used to. Now, Hopefully. as you can see, they, oh, yeah, not, it's different not right no, now. It's different. Not no more. Yeah. Like, well, it, but it makes me wonder. Where do we, where do we draw the line? We look at something like this and say, okay, well, we we don't look at we don't look at Dr. King any differently. We understand that, that those things are things that are not to be proud of. But we, again, like I've spoke before, you got on here, Nick. I said all of sin comes short of the glory of God. So we all naturally are going to do something that's out of pocket. Like that just happens. It just depends on the scale. But nonetheless, we're going to all do something out of pocket. But like, where do we draw the line on impact for the community where we say, OK, we weigh the accomplishment and not like the reward, but the accomplishment in regards to the impact. Like, let's just use the Cosby, for example. We say, man, he had so many of us going to college. He had so many of us thinking about careers. He had us thinking about things. And then you look at on the other side, it's like, bro, you're drugging women and <laughs> having sex with them unconsciously. So where do we draw the line really in that in that scenario? Or Martin do we Luther need to draw the line? Martin Luther King is my line. Like, I'm fine with accepting everything he did, even the cheating. Is because it the deed? Of, yeah, it's the deed. It's the deed. It's like the you deed. can't be you can't be drugging black women. Cause Cosby was drugging all women. All, all women, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't discriminate. Yeah, you can you can't be doing you can't be doing that. And then I'm still giving you a pat on the back. I'm sorry. If you cheat on your wife, I'm sorry, Coretta, but this nigga got me the day off forever. You know what I'm saying? He's definitely like, traveling a lot. Yeah, yeah. like I got, I, I got an extended weekend for life because of your nigga. You know what I mean? He good with me type shit. But uh, so how, how, how do you separate the monster from the ex, though? Because like you said, because like you said, what Dr. Cosby, what, what Bill Cosby did was disgusting as far as if, if it's true or not. However, as Mo said, there that, that's the reason a lot of niggas went on went, went to HBCUs. That's a lot of reason that people thought, oh, a successful black family is possible because they seen that shit every Thursday night on NBC. And now, 20 years later, you're telling us, oh, man, he was drugging women and sleeping and raping them. Of course, no one is going to agree with that and think that's right. However, how much does that discount from all of the positive shit that he put in the world? Uh, I think I think time will tell with that. It's still fresh. Like it we, what, still what was, fresh. yeah, like we learned about all that ago. shit. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. I don't know where. It's been about four, five years. Yeah, I just, like, that's a that's to me that's like twenty years down the line. I guess it's hard because you know, I think that you have to look at it differently because you are you were acting, 
and this is who you are. Yeah, but but but, but that go oh, see. Dude, that's that's, a, that's a good point. Talking that's about a good point. Bro. Wait, wait, wait. Though no. there's another question on the docket right here. How much do you think movies play a part in how we receive history now versus when we in school? And went by the history books only same thing would go for dr king like yes that was acting however that was a significant impact on the black community a lot of black people the first time that they seen successful black people was on the cosby show yeah but and like made them strive to be more successful as black people like the first time that they seen black people going to college was on a different world and that made them want to go to college and specifically be an hbcu and again i'm not taking I'm not giving uh, yeah. Bill Cosby any slack mm -hmm. for what he did or allegedly did to those people. Like, if he did it, then he's he in the right place. However, how much to take away from all, like, there, there are tens of thousands of people out there that will tell you, I went to an HBCU because I seen the Fictionary College Hillman on Different World. Or I knew that my mom and my dad could be successful even though I was living in poverty and I seen this shit every Thursday. There could be a black lawyer and a black doctor in the same household and they raising three kids effectively and they got positive parenting methods where they ain't just beating their kids' asses like we would expect black people to do. Like that's out there for him. Like he did that. Yeah, but like to Maury's point, like it was acting like at least with Martin Luther King is like there was no there's no the cameras that were there were to capture the shit that he went through like with Bill Cosby you don't really that's why like these days I can't I can't get attached to yeah you can't get attached to nobody these you days yeah, much, so you, don't, you don't know who these Even niggas with are Barack like you don't know what's real and what's not I don't know none of you niggas you like, don't know that's the that's I'm keeping yeah. a bean I don't know none of y'all vouch for none of them you know what I'm saying so it's just like when you start but I do think about, there's something you, to be when, said about the impact it's had from those guys though like but even the, with Barack, I may not be 100% a fan of him, but the impact, the impact it's had from somebody like Barack or MLK or even Dr. Umar, when we're talking about, oh, people will give him shit about not having the school open yet. There's still something to be said about him going on all the platforms that he goes to with speaking to black excellence or what he perceives as black excellence because no one else is doing it. It, I don't know. I don't really have an answer for that because it's still fresh. It's kind of like I get well, what you're saying. Answer. It's just it's just a thought. It's just a thought. no. I, I'm, I'm just saying, but I don't. Yeah, I, I just don't know. Cause those are those are like shit. Those Jesus questions. You know, see, that's the shit that you so you asked <laughs> at, at the pearly gates. Like, I think that's, that's, that's the thing that we deal with as black men, though, because it's it's so complex. Because you see those people that are out in front and the things that happen to them, and it makes us more scared to step up and say what we really want to say. Because then you put the conspiracy theory hat on, like I was saying earlier before you jumped on Nick, and people are always been like, well, you see why they killed Tupac? Because he started talking about uniting gangs. Nipsey, Doctor uh, um, Bill Cosby, because he was talking about buying NBC and, and, and putting this message on Nipsey, like you said. All of these things we start to see as black men, and that weighs on our conscience as far as I am going to be outspoken and I am going to do what I think is right for us. Versus, you know what? I ain't really sure how it's going to be perceived. So I do this in my circle or I do this with my homies, but I'm not going to stand on the platform on Park Avenue and be like, this is the thing that we need to do because we've seen what those guys have been subjugated to throughout history. And it scares us, if we're being honest. Like, black man, white, we're not willing to deal with that. We, we deal with so much already, bro. Like, you deal with so much as far as fitting in, as far as having... A, a, a level communication with your partner 
and, and, and doing all of these different things that they say that we don't do anyway and we out there doing it if you want to go above and beyond we've seen the reaction that we get from uh mainstream america and it's usually bad it's usually they try to tear you down or even worse they kill you and we digest that and we will like what we do from now does it seem like we're more critical than other races when it comes to our greats or the i, I don't know and it could be because we're in our own black bubble i don't know i just sometimes i wonder i think rich may have alluded to this on on our soprano podcast we're like are we just more critical because it's like it'd be certain things that you know some of the white greats that they deem great will do things but they'll still hold them and still acknowledge but they did do this and they don't necessarily throw them away like we do with r kelly that's because white folks they they stand 10 toes on they shit you know what i'm saying like <laughs> shit like you know what i'm saying like there's 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 like the passion white folks have for their history and, and their greats or their people I think just damn near a match because they willing to kill for it, they willing to die for it, they willing to do a lot of shit. A lot of us niggas ain't willing to do half that shit. You tell me R. Kelly pissed on a little girl, send his ass to under the jail. You know what I'm saying? We ain't. So it makes so, so make you wonder who, what who's really wrong though. Like who's really? Well, listen, I don't think it's. I mean, that's a subjective question. I it mean, is. It, it depends on the person. But to me, it's like if, if if you're gonna ask me, are there some natural wrongs? Then I would probably say, yeah, I think they are, but. Uh, when we're talking about comparing those wrongs to what you've done tangibly for society as a whole for certain individuals it's kind of it's hard to say take that away take that whole person and everything they've done away and feel like you did a that was a good thing you know what i'm saying if it feels like you're still going to be missing something or you don't know where history will go if that person isn't there you know it could be something worse could be something better you don't know but it's just i'm 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 hesitant to to a race but i do want to i'm not hesitant to acknowledge the wrongs like if we're going to talk about a human being let's talk about the human being you know but if we're going to talk about the impact and the influence that's a different conversation is when you're trying to have the conversation of both that's when i feel like you start getting all the types of debates and confusion and division well, let me ask let me ask you this when did you get to that place of maturation because me and you not that far in age and i know spike can relate to this too but like i'd imagine when we i'm far from spike's age so i don't know i knew <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna get it off he, 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 he wiser than most of us you know <laughs> you a pride you wise <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know uh nick but no keep like me young man I, I, I did keep me young man yeah but but like when we go back to like early 20s like jumping out there and saying like oh this person's you know they this now you know you dogging them whatever you find out the act and leave it there but now you're at a place where it's like okay let's look at if you're asking about the individual as a whole human being how did you get to that place because i imagine you weren't always there like i wasn't i know i wasn't i would say that i had the i had the i always look for perspectives outside of my own and I like to talk to people who are like who've been through some stuff and had some experiences. And I've been through some stuff and I had some experiences. And I've I've been in a certain spot, like Lou knows what I'm talking about. And it made me think about like <laughs> if you're gonna judge somebody, put yourself in their shoes for us. It's the cliche thing. Put yourself in their shoes for a moment, but like legit do that in this era and this time. If you if you saw like think about the worst moment you could think of of your life or an embarrassing moment you could think about your life, and it was publicized hella. You know what I'm saying? Like everywhere everybody's seen it and comment on it 
and comment on it. Is that a, would you say that's a great representation of you and you should be judged based off of that? Or would you say that that is a piece of who you are and, 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 and something that you went through, but holistically you would want to be judged by everything, right? So to me is if I take that mindset and I put that out there for others, it's like, I don't really have, uh, I give grace basically within that, but I also can also hold some accountability because like you also have to go down like how did that even happen why were you even there in the first place why did that even why did you say that why did you even do that you know stuff like that there is accountability that comes with it but it's also just like you also have to have grace as a human being like we all fuck up we all make mistakes some of it is super underground some of it is publicized all over the world but it's all a part of this uh a similar human experience so I try not to judge because I'm in no place to, but at the same time, there are just like obvious wrongs and there's obvious rights. Like if you cheat on your wife, yeah, you're a cheater. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like if you, if you do, so if you kill somebody, you're a murderer, but then we, but as the human element, we kind of grade things differently based off of what we perceive is right. Or like the subjectivity of that in the middle, like some people look at killing somebody as murder. Some people like self-defense, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just depends on what you're talking about. But overall, I feel like, um, we don't always give people grace to kind of fuck up and then try to see if they can come back. You know, America's all about the comeback story. You know what I'm saying? We got all the movies about it and everything. But in reality, I don't think we're at that place anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like if Malcolm X was Detroit Red, I don't think he would come Malcolm X at this point in time. Like yeah. that as soon as that nigga go into jail, like they like, oh, he, he only fuck with white women, he only do drugs, he ain't shit. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And I don't, he gonna be, and I don't he gonna be think, rock off of power. He's gonna be going right back to the game. Yeah, exactly. It's like he would be I don't think I don't think we will give somebody like and I'm not saying like he wouldn't be a Muslim and, and be righteous. I'm just saying like if he got onto the public, people would be like, Man, that's Detroit Red. His old goofy ass was uh five years ago was doing, you know, Herman shooting dice. And, yeah, yeah, don't shooting dice and stealing shit out of my uh grandpappy crib. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like we were like, kind of like I remember when he was doing the bullshit. Exactly. Now, now you're trying to. Now you're out here trying to fool us, nigga. I think a lot of us are skeptical nowadays of people be like, ah, oh, nah, it's 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 a trick, it's something to it, it's a scam. Like I I don't, I don't know what it is, and then they find the shit like the Detroit Red stuff. And like there it is, there it go. We're That's like Doctor Umar in the school. Yeah, like it's Dr. like King. oh, yeah. you may be saying all of this, Doc King as well, even Barack. Like I'm not the biggest fan of Barack Obama. There are things that he did that I disagree with. However, you have to acknowledge the role that he played in almost a, a culture shift in Black America when mm-hmm. he was when he was in his bag, when he was doing what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Like niggas had a lot of confidence and swag and ego based off, oh, it's a black president. Like you can say that that wasn't the case or not, but I I seen that shit. Like I where I was at in Nashville, like niggas. Niggas was parading out in the street like when he got elected and you can say oh well Barack don't fuck with us or whatever it may be now but when that shit was happening mm-hmm. like people took pride in it absolutely and they always looking for the even after taking pride in it I knew you was a fake I knew you was a fraud I knew you didn't do it right like with Dr. Umar I knew you wasn't gonna build a school and and that's the thing that we hang on most I feel like as a society more so than what are they actually doing but there's also I don't want to forget the accountability element because yes, like Dr. Umar, nigga, if you are gonna say you are gonna build a school, build a goddamn school, like like don't Broke don't say shit, C- don't C- no, I'm just saying, come on, Lou, Lou, you Mr. Businessman, don't do that because you know if a nigga say he gonna do something and he don't do it, you are gonna be like nigga, why did you even say it if you're not gonna do it? 
I, I just especially I, I don't think you, that people are taking especially if you talk I don't think that people take into account how difficult it no. is to do what he's trying to do. I don't he's think, not doing he's not doing a very good job of explaining how difficult it is to do what he's trying to do, especially independent. And like I, when you talk about Le, when you say LeBron has did it, Jalen Rose has did it, they've taken different routes to do what he's trying to do. He's trying to do it on his own solely independent of any uh school systems or government systems within that city and that's a lot harder to do than what lebron would do is starting a charter school or Jalen rose would do is starting a charter school it's different he ain't done a good job of explaining that all he's doing is saying oh only with black money and i'm only going to use black people like people look at that and they're like man come on bro you bullshit you taking our money but he ain't doing a good job of explaining that versus doing all the other shit I don't I, I disagree because I feel like that's not the point that I'm even bringing up when I criticize him on that. It's more of that he shit on other people doing other shit that he deems is not as good as what he's doing. And it's kind of like, OK, if that's the case, where the fucking school at there, nigga? Like if you got all the answers or if you Mr. Uh, Mr. Nigga, who everybody can who needs to be graded by and seeing how many lashes you giving out, like where's your shit at? To me, it's like you can't talk shit if you ain't doing shit. And not to say he ain't doing shit, mm. but from the shit that he's saying, he ain't, he ain't done do that what he shit. Say he was gonna do. He ain't do what he said he was gonna do. So you just sound like everybody else that you talking about and complaining about. That's big. That's my. That's, that's big the, among us as black men, though. Like, 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 as black men, a lot of the respect factor goes to, like, you said you was gonna do something, you didn't do it, bro. Your word like is Scarface. My balls and my balls and my word. No, yeah, Marlo. Like, like, my name is got. my name. You know my what I'm name saying? Is my like, name. Like you said, you, you were going to do this and you did not do it. And now I can't even look at you the same. I can't even hold you in the same regard, even if I do fuck with you, because you said you were going to do this thing and you did not do it. Like, that's one of the biggest things for us as black men that we deal with, like, because you don't know who to trust. You don't know if someone is completely blowing smoke up your ass and being like, everything they say is a lie. Or it may just have just been this one thing that they struggle with and they don't know how to ask for help for it. And I think that's the position that Umar is in. I don't think that he's lying. I don't think that he is not going to build the school. I do think that he's in a position where I don't want to ask other niggas for help because I don't want to seem weak because I said I could do it this way and I want to do it my certain way. And if other people start to give me money, I have to do it another way. So I'm I'm not going to ask for help. So I'm going to figure out how to do it by myself. But what that does is put you behind schedule when niggas look at you, like you said, Nick, from a business standpoint, which I am a businessman, Niggas started to look at you like, ah, uh, like you ain't dependable. But all the whole time is he just don't know how to ask for help. He don't know how to get to the things that he needs to get to because he's too scared. He don't want to swallow his pride and do it. Then that's a personal problem. And he's the wrong person to be in that position I, or, or, I to, or, or, or to even comment on other people in, I, in, in I doing what they you do. You know what I'm saying? That's the one thing that I have an issue about uh, black people as a whole is that we got to come together more than we talk about each other. Because it's just like we're not humble. We feel like we got to do it by ourselves. Not, not even just, not even just that. On. It's like we always feel like we're in competition with each other, or that we always Everybody feel like wants we, to be the star. Yeah, we always feel like we need to. To, <laughs> to, to I, I don't think it's a black thing, though. I I, I would push back. But I'm only talking to black people. Black I'm only talking because other communities, other communities like the Asian community, Latin they, community, they finding a way to flourish. They they work together. But yeah. but life is I a competition, mean, though. Like we 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 could no, always not. That's what you learn from business class. No, it's not. Life is not a competition. There, there, there's only a certain amount of pieces of pies available and we all fight no such thing is a life that's better than yours no such thing is a life come that's, on don't play that's, come on, that's a that he, lou, lou grew up like, in the capitalism school 101 bro, bro. 
That like nigga life, what is, life is a competition. Uh, no, it's not. As much as y'all try to disregard it, that it, life is a competition. Like, well, who you, you compete can, with? You can tell. You can lie to yourself and say I ain't compete with nobody. It's just me. But at who, the same who, time, who somebody with? that's looking at you. It's somebody that's looking at you and they're competing with you. So by okay, de facto measures, by de facto measures, you're competing with them because you still got to maintain what you've been doing in order to keep up what you need to do. No, like that, that, there is no there, there there is no there is no um what's the word that I'm looking for? There's no sustainable way of life where you feel like there's not I'm not competing with somebody. I don't give a fuck if it's your job, if it's us doing the podcast, if it's it, whatever you're looking to do. There's always competition out there for you to do it. I don't care if you acknowledge it or not. There's still stuff that you have to do to make sure that you're maintaining a certain level of business to ensure that you are beating the competition, whether you're trying to or not. It's just business one on one. We live in a capitalist life is not society. business, bro. Life is not business. I'm not is, I'm, like I'm, bro. This. No, no, it's not. It's not. It's life is not business. There was not a business deal that came to mind when your mom and dad came together and conceived you. That's not a business transaction, bro. Some people, we not some kings people, and yeah. queens. Some like, people did have a business. Okay, yeah, but that's yeah. overseas kings and queens and 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 organized marriages, bro. Life is not a business. Mm -mm, it ain't. It ain't overseas over here. Brittany Renner. Okay, <laughs> whatever. Y'all get what I'm saying though. It's like the <laughs> transaction of it. Life is not. Sure, people will compete against to each you, other in life, but you, that's not. But I, I will say, say this, that, I'll that's say this to you specifically, Mo. There that's are not, that's not the way there, to look at it, bro. bro. There, there are people out there that will listen to you. They will listen to this podcast. They will digest what we're saying, and they will try to do the same thing. And we are then, in fact, their competition. They're that's going fine. to be the competing for the same people to listen to them, to listen to us, and by de facto measures, it's still a competition, even if you're willing to participate or not. But you're making it a that's blanket. Just the fact you're matter. making it a blanket statement. We like, live in that's a capitalistic society. We live in a capitalistic society. Like you have to fight to compete I'll say to make money because money is what makes this world thrive. I'll say this. I agree with a little bit of both of y'all because for me, like obviously, we should know that life is a con social construct. I think that's what lose have, leaning heavily into. But the social mm -hmm. construct, of, like how life is, how you get by, how you survive in this region of the of the world, in this country, and all that is a capitalistic mindset. Is the best one to do if you want to get to if you want to be Mister Nigga or if you want to be a, a rich lavish lifestyle. If you, comes if you want to be successful, period. Now you ain't even got to be to get to the fact of Mister Nigga. But even if you at work and you feel like it's not a petition, the person beside you that works in the same department as you, they may look at it as a competition and they're going to try to outperform you to get to a place where they feel like that you ain't going to be at. And, and like so that's just, that's just the nature me, of the society that we live in. But but there's the other side of that. And I think what Mo may be speaking on. However, with that being said, most of that shit don't matter at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, when we're I, talking about, true. we're talking. If you if, 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 if you're if you're if you're going through health issues, you don't give a fuck about you know the, the, yeah, the, your the, mom sick, all, all, like, wrong with your all family, that shit, all that shit, you, all that shit goes out the window. You realize what really matters in life and where your purpose probably should lie within, and where your responsibility should go. So to but me, it's just what? like the other person is trying to get to where you are. They're still going to be competing with you, even if you've conceded. And that's that in fact make life that's a but that's fine but that's bro. it but it depends on again it, it depends okay, on how on. you look at life Let me add, are you are you are you married nick hell no nah. <laughs> do, do you have any kids <laughs> no i don't okay i know spike i know your status i do i, I do want to be married one day and i do want to have kids so I, I, I love that you been i love yeah. that but even taking that's just not even do that 
the reality of the situation is I hear what you're saying, Spike. But that and I get where, where you're at. Absolutely. Life is a competition because right now your family is your goal. Like your love of your life is the, the achievement where I'm trying to get. That's the love. Of, I'm married to the game. That's where you're at. Okay. So I, I know where you're at. That makes perfect sense. Yes, it is a competition. Nigga, I eat, sleep, breathe this. When I get up and leave the job, I'm immediately going to pod. So I know where you're at. But that, but the reality of the situation, bro, is there's so much more where it doesn't make it a competition. Do people compete? Absolutely. Do people want what you got? Absolutely. But while they're doing that, a person like me, and I'm not a minority in this situation. It may be half and half. It may be whatever. We don't know the numbers. But the reality is, is like some people like, bro, I'm not competing with you. If you want to say it's a competition with yourself, sure. I'm not competing with the next man because I got so much going on. I'm not even looking over there to see the next man. So to say life is a competition would mean I will have to stop what I'm doing and to recognize I got to compete with this individual over here. And that's just not the full picture to well, he's, make it a blanket statement i don't think that's you don't true. even have to be a, you, don't, yeah, you, don't, you don't even have to be a willing participant in it bro that's all i'm saying like i get what you're saying and i'm not saying that you're wrong i'm saying that you don't even have to be a willing participant for the nigga that sees what you have and measures what he has against that says i'm going to get that you can love your family and Spend all the weekends working and I'm leaving at five o'clock. He's going to seven, eight, nine o'clock because he want what you got. And in sense from that, it is a competition. You may not even know that you're competing, but there's always someone, especially if you're doing like if you're going above and beyond and you're doing what you need to do. If you that nigga is somebody who's going to look at that and measure themselves on you and they are competing with you. You don't, you don't know even they're have to be a participant. You don't know they're competing. Cool. I, I'm not that's competing. Not what, that's not my point. That's what I'm saying. I'm, but when I say life is a competition, it's more so based on always knowing that there's somebody looking to come do what you do or, or wanting wanting the life that you have. I think you need to do life. I think I know where you're going, but I think life is not the word. Something I, I know where you're going. I think like, life maybe is maybe lifestyle. I, I mean, I get what Lou's saying. Like he, he's lifestyle. Right. I mean, maybe lifestyle. Yeah, lifestyle. Lifestyle yeah, is a competition. Yeah, um, I get what he's saying. It's just again, when you get to a certain point, either you lean into that or you don't. It's the social construct of a lot of shit that go on. Like he's right, Lou's right. Regardless of like every job you get, somebody they get that job. That's a cop. You know, that's a competitive kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But it depends on like how you ingest that. You know, and I think. Um, the pandemic what i refer to as the panty but like the you know they're the panty like that's what everybody was you know thinking about shit thinking about life thinking about where they wanted to go i know i, I know i did so it's just kind of like when you when you have your whole world kind of stop and you, then you realize the construct in that because then you realize damn i ain't have to work eight hours a day i could have really just worked four hours and i could work from I home you know i didn't even have to go to the office i could have stayed here at the house and did this exactly the but when you that's because life happened and and it changed everything so um I, I just feel like sometimes we get caught up in the bullshit. The, the social construct is a part of that, but it's also the reality that we live in. I agree. I agree. I agree. I think it was a really that, good conversation, fellas. Go ahead, yeah. my man. No, I'm, I'm with you. I, I was gonna say I think that the the theme. I think we move it to the following, or we move it to a later, because I think that the conversation we just had 
was so complex i don't want to step on that by going a whole nother for this one i think nick stepped in and dropped 30. I was, I was just, I just, I'm that's just talking shit. Yeah, I always talk shit. So that's all. I'm that's doing. what he do. Nah, don't, don't downplay it. Don't downplay yourself, bro. Like, call it what it is. No, I'm, I'm speaking. Like, I spoke. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, we ain't doing that no more. Like, you spoke, bro. You spoke. You spoke something. Appreciate that. Yeah, I pre and I appreciate it. Um, Lou, you're leader of the show. What, what you want to do? Oh, so you don't want to go into the rest of it? You want to? You feel? Like I don't know it. how long it'll be. I got to turn this thing around. You know what I mean? Uh, the mm. show. So it's that's the challenge within what we're doing. Are you on? Are you on time constraint? You and Nick, like y'all gotta I got a strong. I got. I, I tell you, Max, I, I got a strong thirty. Out. I got a strong. <laughs> he said a strong thirty because I'm married with a child. <laughs> I, I got. I got a strong. A pregnant wife, so I got yeah, a strong thirty. If we can cover in thirty, he got go a smooth over. fifteen. He got to deal with. A, he got a, a talking to if he do thirty. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So we got to like if we're gonna do that, we got to. It's a no. strong. I will put it on you because this was a topic that you you brought to the table. You want to talk about if there's if there's something that you want to get to in these thirty that you got, then I'm open to do it. But if you feel that was good enough as a producer, then we can leave that. Okay, I tell you what, I'm gonna leave it there. But I do want to add a little bit to what we already talked about. Okay, because uh, I'm gonna switch the whole like show concept or whatever. But um, how do we get a how do Nick? You talked about grace. Um, Spikes talk about grace. I talk about grace as well, being a believer. Um, how do we get to that place where we start to be more graceful with our leaders and even not even our leaders, our day-to-day black men, you know, that we deal with as far as, okay, they flawed. Because it seems like this whole conversation comes down to labels. We, we just have to label things. And when we label things, we leave no room for complexity. We leave no room for diversity. We leave no room for a full scope of the picture versus like us black men, we're, we're us three here, we're trying to actually get that. But how do we do that on a mainstream level, on a, on a, a, a grand scale? What do you think? How do we get to that place? You want to start looking? Either, either no, one, either one of y'all. Um, shit, how do we get to that place? I mean, we're never going to eliminate labels. That's kind of like how, as you know, from a macro standpoint, human beings can, you know, fathom things. We can't fathom the sky, but we got to call it the sky. You know what I'm saying? Just to label it. But um, uh, for me, it's kind of, I mean, I'm a, it's going to sound some kumbaya shit, but it's just like we got to speak more positivity to each other as black men, to black men. And I think uh, accountability is something that I've been trying to lean more into. Uh, which is why what Lou was saying earlier, I've been surrounding myself with more black women because sometimes nigga, niggas will let you get, niggas will uh, really address you unless you're doing some shit that affects them or it's just like so egregious. It's like, I, if I'm really your homeboy, I'm going to talk to you about it. But black mm-hmm. women, bro, as soon as you put that that uh, uh, Coca-Cola can off the coaster, you know what I'm saying? You get your ass. Why are you sitting there on my table? Yeah, they cuss you ass about every yeah, little thing. Man. And I like that because it's like, it makes you think more about, you know, your actions. They have a standard. They had a, they standard that they live by. And Black I don't hold that standard up to it. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm getting to. Black men, we got to kind of raise our standards a little bit. Um, not to say that all black men need to do this because I don't want to speak on for all black men. I'm just saying that overall, it's kind of like from what I'm seeing, 
um, from a day to day, not really social media because you gonna see a lot of bullshit on social media. Yeah, absolutely. But like um, from a day to day, I can, but I still can see that from my peers and, and even from myself, just kind of like we could be better. You know what I'm saying? There's there's no point in life where there's no point in time in life where I've said that I'm I'm good. I'm good at where I'm at, and I'm you know what I'm saying I, I just I'm about to be 31, so it's like. I haven't even I don't even remember most of my life, you know, as you know, as a child up until that point. But as an adult, it's like I've always thought about like I could be better. So it's just kind of like if we put that in a way that's kind of more encouraging and also um, supportive, I would say, because I think instead of criticizing and, and always looking for the flaw, it's just like, all right, no, nah, yeah, you going through that shit. I went through that shit, too. But here's how you get better. You know what I'm saying? I can only give you the tools. You can build whatever the fuck you want to with it. But um, I think if we kind of push that more of the envelope and more be more supportive, we'd be all right or in a better place. But I feel like we all we always like mercenaries. You know what I'm saying? We always out for ourselves and, and kind of to ourselves to that point, you know. So I think if we because um, me and my homeboys try to do it now, like we speak positively. We, we, like you, but what you was trying to do with me, he was like, nah, nigga, you were saying some real shit. You know what I'm saying? Stand on that. You were saying some real shit. So it's like kind of like speaking that to other people and, and other black men uh, specifically. Wow. So you saw that shit. It was. Uh yo, that to 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 piggyback off what Nick said as far as having that communication space where we can let other black men be vulnerable in the sense of I can get that off and I can critique you too. And I ain't critiquing you in the sense of I don't fuck with you or what you said was stupid. It's just you could do better. Or there's a the better way to approach what you're saying. I think what Nick said was 100% true in us speaking more positivity into one another and us allowing each other those spaces to where you'd be like, man, you know what? I fucked up. Like, I, I ain't even know this, that, and the third was going to come from this, but I do need some type of um, forgiveness in the sense of you're my friend, you're my homeboy. Coach me through this if you can. If I'm vulnerable enough to ask you to do so. And I think that that goes a long way in the sense of us having that long wolf mentality in the sense of I got to this shit out by myself, which is a sense of what we do in the show. And we're going to have the conversations as black men like you ain't always got to be right. You ain't got to be 100 percent convicted in what you're saying. You're just throwing a thought out there and somebody can disagree with that or somebody can't agree with that. And we can continue to hash those thought processes out and build from that not just thinking i gotta be in this box where i gotta be this perfect nigga i think a lot of us like we were saying in the beginning mo we hold that stuff in because we're scared to be embarrassed and we we want to be that perfect nigga because society tells us that we have to be that versus us as black men coming together and being like nah bro i got you like i've, I've dealt with this before and here's how i dealt with it i ain't saying you gotta deal with it this way but here here's some in in, in introspective of what you're going through or if I could offer any opinion or advice, here's what I would say. We don't take that time enough with niggas, as Nick was saying. Like it, it, It's very rare that you can have these type of conversations with your homeboys, which is why I appreciate doing this podcast because people listen to this and they say, I'm glad you guys said this. Now I feel more open to talk to my boy about this or even responding to you guys about this and what I feel like you were wrong in or what I feel like you were right in. So just being continuously able to have the conversations and be like, I'm not sure about this. I know society as a black man tells me I need to be 100% affirmed in what I'm saying, but I really don't know. What do you guys think? We need to be able to 
open excuse me we need to be open to be able to do that more and saying what do you guys think versus just being a lone wolf in situations fine um y'all two really nailed it uh i just just put my two cents in just and just be honest like just just be honest and 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 respectful i spoke about it on the last episode i'm a no matter what the occasion is i'm gonna start as a man, a man that's respected and a respectable man and i'm gonna leave as a man respected and as a respectable man to whoever i'm dealing with um a lot of us men that are out there they may not necessarily have that mentality or don't have the bandwidth i had to get that on my own like a lot of us didn't have fathers that like necessarily uh, plug that into us in that way um, so we had to figure it out on own and they didn't make necessarily got that info um, so I would say to just just be honest like let's let's stop putting on stop putting the show on stop trying to think that you're the star it ain't all that y'all know how I feel like all that extra stop putting the extra sauce on it like just be real that's why it always works you want to make change in our community you want to be effective on a uh macro level like he said uh, like nick said then just be honest like be honest even if it make you look bad i know that spike and rich just spoke about it. it's like bro you you just be keeping it straight up even with the stuff that could like low-key be embarrassing it's like for what because you never know you underestimate the power of how you can affect somebody by just being honest even if it makes you look bad in that light um we've had a great conversation with about dr king umar Obama and and just the man versus the art. Um I we do need grace. I've used to be a very judgmental person and I've learned not to get away from that. Uh because I started living more, started seeing some flaws about myself that made me say, "Yo, I can't even how can I talk to them about that? Look at me." And I always will lead with that when I find myself getting in that judgmental bag. I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. I know you ain't talking." And I talk to myself because I need to hear myself say this. I say, oh, 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 this the same nigga years ago. <laughs> like, I ain't gonna share all that right now, but I got things where I'm like, oh, whoa, oh, oh. whoa. You know, so um, be honest, man, and be and have grace for it. Like, we don't, don't throw all of us away because you see a mistake, man. Like, we all trying to figure it out, bro. We just need love, more love. Uh, and that's it, man. That's that's it. Nick, what you got going on, man? You I, I heard you made a big move here, man. What's what's up? Oh uh, yeah, they saying I'm in Siberia, but I'm just in, I'm in I'm in Connecticut. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like yeah, I, I left I left Atlanta for Connecticut uh for professional reasons, but I'm 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 low-key fucking with it out here. Um Tight. and I say Siberia because niggas don't know where uh Connecticut is. They really don't they could, you couldn't wait to get it. It's crazy though. It's an I'm, hour away from New York. Niggas need to know that. Is that though. the city? Is that a city or a state? That's it's that's why I'm like this it's, it's a state. It's a state. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> One of the, it's, it's a lot of money out here. I'll say that. Um, mm. It's that it's that thirteen colonies original white man money. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So um, and so yeah, I'm, I'm in between ba- like uh, Massachusetts and New York. So it's kind of like you can kind of get the sense of what I'm talking about. But um, it's cold as shit up here right now. Obviously, I wish I was in Atlanta for 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 the weather purposes. But no, nah, I just came out here just to, just to do some growth. Um, but I still do a lot of work with uh dead end hip-hop dead end in general that network lou has probably plugged in some things that he's done i uh i was uh overseeing or hosting uh the frames per second podcast y'all can check that out on all the streaming platforms frames per second podcast we do uh movies tv shows and discussions about films and all that other stuff um 
and then I just do, did some stuff for Dead End Hip Hop as far as like just short album reviews. I think they're doing like a 365 series. Um, so we just we talked about Gunna's uh, project. We kind of covered like all the winter project stuff that kind of came out towards the late of 2023, um, like Gunna's project, Big Crit project. Um, plus we talk about uh, Boss's project. So check that out. Um, and then yeah, whenever Lou want, invites me back on, I'll come through. What's your Instagram? Uh. That's another Nick story. Do for social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do, do social, social media. media. Yeah, I'll do social this media. Is, yeah, since it's instant, he'll do social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I I'll like t- it. I like that type of energy, bro. I wish I did it earlier because I, I only did it because of the uh, podcast stuff. But I'm usually not trying to be. I'm a private nigga for the most part. But I can't yeah, even yeah. say that no more after the you know after the incident. Oh, so yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. But that's what I will say. Talk about next time. You've been trying to no, avoid no, no, this no. Shit. You gonna talk about that next time? No, Nick. We we uh. We're de- we're gonna have you back, bro. I know that this kind of was like a free flowing, but a, a deep conversation. But like, if you're open to it, bro, be on the lookout. If you got an availability, no, because- I'll, I'll come through. I could talk about whatever. I just gotta I gotta figure out how I want to talk about that. But um, <laughs> well, it ain't gotta it ain't gotta be that. You but, ain't discussed but, it. You ain't discussed. I don't think that. I never discussed it in like yeah. full. We never had this a conversation about police because we I know Spike has some run ins. I've had run ins. Um, so that is a conversation we've never had black men and authority and those things. Uh, if you're comfortable, we you ain't got to do it. Like, yeah, I, like I can, I can, yeah. I can speak on it and be respectful about it because uh, okay. it didn't just involve me. But um, the, the story is 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 really, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's a story. It's a story. It ain't. Yeah, it don't fit Nick personality. That's why he I know. I it, it does. It does, but it doesn't. At the same time, it yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, it ain't really a Nick thing. Yeah. Can I ask one one question real quick before Spike? You tell us what you got going on, Nick. What 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 happened to your podcast, man? You had a podcast a grip ago, man. I used to listen to you on the low. Oh, no disrespect. Yeah. Uh, it was just it kind of it kind of ran its course, I would say, because I was I was hosting that, um, and the homies that I was with. I'm, I mean, those are my brothers. But like it kind of ran its course. Like we kind of, I think at that towards the end, and I ended it horribly. But uh, it kind of, you know how most black sitcoms just like they just end, they either get drop canceled off. or like, like they got canceled. Just drop they got it. Yeah, basically like that's power. how. It, I mean, yeah. like uh, like the Wayne brothers, Taraji, like Taraji now, like Empire, uh, yeah, Empire. They ended too. Yeah, so it's like it's kind of like that. But um, not just feel like we ran our course. Like I, we said a lot of shit. Like Lou was on a few episodes. Like we said a lot of shit. We just it was like unfiltered black men. Which I don't know if people want to hear that anymore, but I think Bro, it's still- I got stuff in the tuck, so I know exactly. I got homeboys. I did a podcast before, and it's in the tuck. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, we we kind of did again. We did something with the Patreon up for uh, is the mic still on? If you uh, subscribe to that, you'll hear. Um, I think we called it with all due res- all due disrespect. Um, yeah, me and Ken, me Ken and Nick got an episode that's similar to what he used to do. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, like, I gotta, I gotta give me the link, man. You know, you, come on, man. Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be more mature Nick, now that yeah, I used Nick to be. Give it to him. Yeah, but I, uh, I'll, I'll send it to you. But I, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I'm trying to be more <laughs> right, <laughs> righteous than ratchet with my delivery. That man working Yale now. He can't be like you. Know I hear that, saying? brother. He can't be just yeah, out here like that, bro. Black excellence. Can't just be out here like that, bro. Black excellence, bro. Ain't yeah, no yeah, wrong with little growth. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to, uh, I'm trying to be Mr. Nigga. That's my main thing. Mr. Nigga, though, you know, he, he, he do certain things. He move a certain way. Yeah, superhero. That's why I got that term from Mr. Nigga. I got that from Nick. <laughs> was, oh, that's, really? that's what I want to be. Well, I've been saying Absolutely. I've been saying that for years. That's what I want to like, be. Me and my Every, homeboys been saying that for years. Yeah, yeah everybody knows who Mr. Nigga is. Yeah. Yeah, everybody yeah. knows who Mr. Nigga is. Spike Lou, what you got going on, bro, before we get out of here? 
Uh, same old things, man. On Deck TV podcast every Wednesday. Full Sport Press every Tuesday. Um, good earners every Monday. And another week in the books on Fridays, man. Y'all make sure y'all tapping into everything that we do. It's going to continue to grow and build. And we appreciate the feedback that you guys give to us. It drives the shows. Mm-hmm. So make sure that you guys continue to comment, like, rate, subscribe, and tell somebody you know about the podcast. Yes, sir. All those things that he said, and I got something special coming for y'all. I mean, like I said, I'm working on the audio book of Roll, which is technically season four, but I got some special things I'm going to throw on the feed for free. I'm bringing in some other special guests to play some voice actors. So y'all, please tune in. I ain't get no invite. That's crazy. Well, I don't know if you can play the role I would need you for. I got to hit, I hit you up off air. I don't know if you could do it. Well, cause it's not your character. You're so far from this character. If you can do it, I got you, but I don't know. Uh, but I got some special, uh, something coming up on that road feed, man. So for those that listen to road, it happened to just come over here cause they just wanted to support. Y'all be on the lookout. I'm coming with something real serious. That's going to tie right into the audio book. So y'all stay tuned for that, man. Uh, if y'all want to hit us up, we appreciate you. Appreciate y'all. I gotta make sure to get Mo uh get Mo safely uh out of up out of here before his wife come in <laughs> with a frying pan and smack him upside his head. <laughs> you talking to all them niggas, but you ain't with the- <laughs> on that goddamn computer. All right, man. Well, look, look, like he said, let me get safely out of here. AWITB2022 at gmail.com, uh, 470-318-5034 if y'all want to hit us up, man. Another week in the books on Instagram, no spaces. We appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in, man. Thank you.